So welcome to Tech Talk Thursday, Season 4, Episode 11. Uh, delighted to be joined today by Dave Bennett, who's the Managing Director of Bentech Limited. Bentech is a unique distributor based in the UK that represents a number of major lines and some very innovative products. But Dave has also introduced a new way of selling. We're going to talk about all of that uh, as we go forward today. Welcome, Dave. Yeah, welcome, Trevor. Yeah. Nice to be with you again. Yeah, so just for our viewers' uh, understanding, give us a quick list of the key uh, systems and, and machines that you sell uh, at Bentech. Yeah, our main focus uh, is very much still the Miratech product, which for 12 years I was the European president uh, for that company and uh, still have a very strong relationship. And we look after their um, sales support uh, across the UK, Ireland and India still. So still working very closely with them and we're having major success. The UK um, is dominated by, by Miratech. And uh, we've had, uh, you know, even through COVID, we've had a couple of really good years with mm-hmm. sales. And, you know, as I speak, we've got another customer who's got multiple um, techs and he's got another two brand new ones going in at the moment. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, long may this continue. It's a tremendous yeah. product. Yeah. And um, the customers really appreciate the technological advantages it offers. So that's very much our flagship and uh, sort of long may it last. But we've uh, we've we've also got uh, some really nice products. We've got our own range of board handling. We've worked very closely with a supplier friend of mine who I've known 25 years, and we've we've looked at sort of um, upgrading his product to suit a global market rather than purely just the Asian market. Uh, very sophisticated handling, tremendous pricing, and my customers, many of them have, have got multiple units where they've initially bought things like. Uh, good, no good loaders, unloaders, and found them to be far superior to, to machines that were three, four times the price. Right. So our, our board handling business is, is very, very strong. It would probably be our second next run of products because we're being asked for that all the time. Um, then we go on, we've, we've got a really nice range of, of X-ray, inline, offline, um, even the bench top. So, so we've got a complete range of, of X-ray that we can offer the market. And this is something combined with our mirror techs, it sort of closes that gap for inspection technology um, right. and suits everything really well. Okay, great. Uh, I mean, obviously, Prototronic is around the corner. Is there anything new coming out of the mirror tech stable that we'll be able to expect there? Yes, there's a Miratech booth at Productronica. They have got some new capabilities that they're going to be talking about. I don't want to sort of take away their, their big moment because that'll be with you at the show, I'm sure. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as always, I mean, Miratech are known to be the, the technological leader in inspection technologies. They've always got something new. They're always the first. And um, I should be going across to, to, to see these things for myself as well right. with uh, Philip, who's our technical director. We're going to go across and uh, spend a few days meeting um, some of our reps, which we'll talk about a bit later, mm-hmm. and also um, having a look at uh, these new technologies. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so I look forward to seeing that from your tech. Now, on, on your uh, handling equipment, of course, automation is a big deal at the moment. Everybody's rushing to automate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because of the, the shortages in the manpower and everything else that's going on in, in this uh, crazy uh, pandemic world at the moment. But um, I would imagine you, you'll see you've seen quite an uptick in the desire for automation and, and uh, 
handling systems? Yeah, very much. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we all know about the drive towards intelligent pro, uh, production lines, industry 4.0 and the like. Mm. Um, one of the key things is having this handshake all the way along the line. And um, obviously, the, the thing you don't need is a man stuck on every machine every every day because, you know, back back in the 90s, that was the way it was done. You'd have men everywhere. Now it's all done with, with intelligence and it's all being done um, as a, as a uh, preliminary uh, to the manufacturing process. So so basically what you've got is you've got um, early warnings, if you, if you like, of anything that's going to go slightly out of kilter. Um, so you don't need somebody stood there all day. Um, these machines are now intelligent. They can communicate. If they start to have any problems, typically the inspection equipment will start to ask questions. Why is this now um, shifting its quality level and uh, you can then direct the resources that you do have to fix that. And of course, because you don't have people stood everywhere, you need automation. You need to move things. You need to lift things. You need to store things. You need to check things. And, you know, we have every type of uh, handling to deal with that. We can, we can buffer if we're seeing problems. We can stack when boards are finished. Um, one of the most popular things we've got is that we have a tremendous machine which loads from one direction and except back in the same direction. Great for space saving and really good for a concept that's very popular, especially in the UK, which is the island system. Right. What I mean by that is you, you basically have a loader unloader and you have a, an inspection system and you, your boards are taken to the loader unloader in magazines. They go into the AOI, they get checked and then they get sent back into one of two cassettes one being good boards and one being boards where there's some concern. Yep, so it's is. all sorted automatically for you. You don't have to go through the machine if you don't wish. You can actually go one way and back. So you could have the AOI backed up to a wall. Um, so any of the factories that have got sort of concerns on space, it's a great way. And we've done several of these now, and they're very successful. Dave, like me, you are a lover of new technology. You're always looking out for, for what's new out there what's uh, yeah. and what's going to be a game changer or a potential game changer in the industry. And yeah. you've got three lines uh, that, that you're promoting at the moment that um, I think fall into that category. Uh, the, the, that's namely the Novacentrix line uh, in Situare products and uh, Matrix. Let's take them one by one and very briefly give us a taster. Uh, of of what uh, each one brings uh, to the party. Yeah, I mean, uh, Novacentrix, yeah. Yeah, basically, just prior to kicking off, I will explain that one of the things that Bentic does is we actually do recruitment and management for these companies for their global sales network. Mm -hmm. Now, these are American companies. In the US, they have their own network, but everything outside of the US, Asia, Europe, et cetera, Basically, Bentec recruits the distributors, something I've done for 30 odd years with different companies. Mm-hmm. And then we support them, help them with marketing, help them with sales and make sure that uh, they, they have everything they need to be successful. So mm-hmm. that's what we do for these companies. And um, starting, as you said, with Novacentrix, um, this is an incredible company. I've, I've 
really been quite shocked because as you may remember, I started in reflow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually ran multiple factories for manufacturing reflow ovens and I set up the global networks. So I, I'm very aware of all the positives, but also all the negatives. And when I saw this new technology, it absolutely blew me away. What they can do, Trevor, they can reflow on any substrate. And I'm when I say any, I'm talking human skin, if you want. Wow. Yeah, wow. They can reflow. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they can solder components onto any substrate and they do it in milliseconds, literally milliseconds. And it's right. done through pulsing. And the technology initially, I mean, it's not new. It's been around 20 plus years. The company's a very mature company, but they were, they were very much in other industries. And what they did do in the electronic industry was mainly conductive um, uh, curing, uh, that sort of thing, rather than reflow. But their customers asked them to look into it and it became a huge success. And now they've approached me and said, can you take us globally with it? And the distributors I'm speaking to are absolutely blown away. I mean, literally what this thing does, you you put the board into the machine itself. It's called a pulse forge um, system. Mm-hmm. And within seconds, the whole board is reflowed. There's no thermal shock at all to components. There's no thermal damage to the substrate. It's also got this amazing ability that, when it's doing this, as I said, you could do it on skin. There's no transfer other than where it's directed, which is the soda paste. So the soda paste absorbs the heat, reflows. The component's perfect, and there's no delta T's. And it, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, it doesn't affect the, the, the components around. Uh, no, no, around not at all. Tool. Yeah. Now, I'm familiar with the technology, uh, Dave, but uh, they came essentially from the flexible circuit industry. That's what that's they were doing on Capton and different materials like that. Exactly. Are, are they doing it successfully on FR4 yet? Yes, they are. They actually have a complete line at their facility in Texas, and they are manufacturing boards there on all different types of substrates, including FR4. A lot of customers have already been to visit them doing um, their own trials. Everyone has been successful. And um, we are going to have a, a system at our UK facility. Um, probably it could be the end of this year, early part of next year. It was going to come after the Productronica show. Mm-hmm. But with all of the travel issues, for the, especially for the Americans coming to Germany, then um, unfortunately that's been curtailed. And now Apex will be the major launch. Right. Um, but we will have a machine in the UK, which we will then share with our distributors across Europe uh, for their, their own local uh, trade shows, et cetera. I think the key thing there, though, with this technology is 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 that you know that this uh, pulse forge system, uh, the reflow oven, has always been the slowest machine on the line. It's dictated the speed of the line essentially. Yeah, uh, and it goes overnight from being the the slowest machine to the fastest machine. True, true. It's at least five times faster than any reflow oven. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the key thing is it doesn't also suffer from loading. So if you wanted boards touching each other, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it literally, it'll reflow the boards as fast as you can load them. Right. And uh, the other massive thing, and I was speaking to our German distributor, and they were saying that it's a really big issue in Germany now because they are being tasked by the government to prove the manufacturers this is, mm-hmm. that they are reducing power usage. Right. And the same things came uh, come from my uh, contacts in China. They're saying the same thing. They are being fined or they are actually being told to reduce working hours to cut down energy consumption. Mm-hmm. Now, the Pulse Forge uses uh, or saves in the region of 85% because it's only using power when it pulses. 
right? You, you don't have to warm it up. You don't have mm -hmm. to leave it soaking. You don't have to warm it down. You just turn it on when you want it and turn it off when you don't. And, it, and, and in that sort of couple of seconds where it's reflowing aboard, it's using nothing in comparison to a, a reflow oven, which, as you know, takes forever to get to the right heat, stabilize, yeah. and then run all day soaking power into it. None of that's involved. There's a massive saving. So any factory that wants to get the green light from, you know, their 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 government, they can turn around and say we're changing these things for these Absolutely. things. Absolutely, yeah. So any, anybody involved in sustainability and looking to reduce energy uh, consumption, uh, it sounds like a great a great option. Okay, uh, so that's the Novacentric system, the in-situ air. What's the latest on that? Now, that's a really interesting product because uh, as you and I are both very aware that our industry is trying to become um, sort of super intelligent regarding equipment communication and, and production control. You know, everyone's a black belt. Everyone wants industry 4.0. Every machine must talk to every machine. But the one thing nobody has looked at is materials. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like baking a cake with a rotten egg you know yeah. if, if you if you don't have your materials at their optimum level that can fail and there's some horrific stories of solder sort of cracking and breaking and, and, and you know vehicle accidents aircraft accidents and and these things are, are easy to find yet they've passed every test they've they, you know they've passed x-ray they've passed aoi they've passed Every, every monitor through the production, but the one thing that was wrong right in the beginning was the materials. Right. And what in-situ I have is a hand tool, literally. And this hand tool, in less than three minutes, will feed back, is this soda paste fit for manufacture? Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter you know, whether it was transported wrongly, whether it was held too long on the docks, whether it's been stored at the facility badly, whether the jar wasn't closed properly, whether it was left too long on the line. It's such a sensitive material to change, humidity, temperature, et cetera, that all they have today is a jar with a label, used by, you know, right. which, which is all they've got. Yeah. Now, if anything has caused an issue on that, for that paste, it looks perfect. It'll go onto a board okay when you screen print it. It'll, have, it'll hold the components. It'll reflow, and it'll look okay to an AOI machine. But the solder is weak. It is not fit for purpose, and it can let them down. Now, with this simple tool, you're talking seconds. You know, you, you literally just swab a probe, put the probe in, less than three minutes. It will tell you every time you're going to start production, your materials are good. Right. And it doesn't just cover um, solder paste. It does, you know, is the is the um, uh, the conformal coating that you're going to use, is that fit for use? Is it the right um, um sort of chemical formulation, is it? Is it the right, the, the moisture content, et cetera? Is it going to do the job or is it going to be too thin, too, too tacky, too hard, too brittle? That's the next thing that's just come out and that's getting a lot of interest. We've got some really blue chip companies looking at this because conformal coating, as you know, on aircraft and um, automotive, et cetera, it's critical. And uh, this is something that companies have been asking a long time for a way to check the quality of this now we can check the material before you ever dispense it on your board 
Now, apparently on the, on the solar side, I mean, you, you've uh, got a couple of companies that have been uh, looking at this technology be, uh, because of the difficulties they're facing with the supply chain at the moment. Uh, tell us a bit about that story. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's one horror story of a component that was 20 cents, which is now $20, um, which is, you know, quite terrifying. Mm. But the last thing you want to do is have that sold to a board on bad solder. You know, because, you know, if it's automotive, military, medical, you're probably not allowed to rework it. You can't reclaim that product. For the yeah. sake of three minutes, you'd have known that. You, would, you wouldn't have put it on bad soda. You'd have known it was, it was fit for purpose. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's just one component. As, as you very well, Trevor, some of these components are astronomical. And the thought of, for the sake of a very quick test, not letting uh, or not using that component on bad materials is going to save them a fortune. I mean, it buys the machine in probably a couple of days. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and of course, the other, the other issue that we've got is if you've got your customer and he is demanding, as we know the automotive and military stuff does, reports on every part of the process, to be able to turn around and say, before we even started, we knew the materials were perfect. Here's the report. Yeah. That, that Once companies start implementing this, it is a brand new technology. COVID knocked it back from the proper launch that the, the reps and distributors could not get in front of the customers to explain this new capability. But now that they can, we are getting a lot of interest and in the machines are starting to sell really well and nearly all to top drawer companies, companies who understand quality. And what's going to happen, I think it's going to be a bit like AOI. In the early days of AOI, everybody said, I don't need it. I've got Gladys. She looks through a magnifying glass. Everything's cool. But as soon as the customers came in and said, Here's a contract. Are you using optical inspection? Everybody wanted it. And, and this will be the same for this. Yeah, I can't imagine, yeah I, I can't imagine, Trevor, that, that contracts will be given in a, in a year or two's time unless you can prove that you're, you're looking after your materials, whatever it might be. Because the thing with in situ air, it's a bit like a Swiss army knife. It's not just soda paste. It's not just conformal coating. It's adhesives. It's also going to be... Um, cleanliness of the board it's going to be so many different tools that this little gadget can use and it is literally a, a, a palm held tool fantastic right. product right okay let's we're running out of time so let's move on quickly to matrix uh charlie moncavage our old friend yeah. <laughs> what is he up to now <laughs> well as we both know charlie is the guru as far mm. as board handling support yeah. you know gridlock and uh, quick tool all, all these companies came from charlie and he came up with his latest version. But what he's done this time is he's tooled up with a very big American manufacturing company and brought this new product out. And it's got a lot of advantages. I mean, the key things with, with Charlie's um, knowledge of board handling is in 25 years, he knows what the weaknesses were. And, and, and it did have weaknesses. And what he's done is he's using a diamond frame rather than squares. It doesn't have the same problems with jamming and gunking up. It's it's a massive price advantage, you know, far better than any of the competitors. And it, it literally is the next step in, in quality board handling. And he can even do huge long runs to look after LED manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So a great product, great price. We're launching that um, 
uh, SNT AI, which is next week, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's going to be the first time the reps are all getting together. They will basically have their starter kits and away they go. I'll be following that up in Europe. Um, I'm, I'm going to Productronica and I will be discuss, discussing it with several of the major distributors across Europe. Great. So, so that's another one that's going. But Great. basically, it's better than anything out there mm-hmm. and it's cost less. Good. Can't get much better than that. Well, we'll look forward to seeing more about that when it when it when when it's released. Um, now, before we end, I, w- I want to to come back to uh, something that we discussed yesterday, actually, uh, which is a new method of of selling. Uh, typically, in the United States, you have a, a network of reps, uh, manufacturers, representatives that have the relationships uh, with the manufacturers, but they don't hold stock and they don't do servicing. Uh, usually. Uh, Over here in or outside of the United States, the typical business model is to use distributors uh, who hold stock, who do servicing, uh, and to take uh, more responsibility for for making sure that the the product is maintained. You've got a third way uh, that you've introduced uh, called uh, associates. Tell us a bit about how that works uh, and how that fits into the model uh, of distributorship, because you mentioned uh, earlier in this conversation that you've appointed distributors for your products around the globe. Uh, But where do associates fit into that? Basically what, what we do, Trevor is, as you know, I've, I've been working with rep networks all my professional life in this industry and that network is incredibly powerful and means a lot to me. And I want to keep in contact with these people. Mm-hmm. And when I um, evolved from the Miratech um, president to the owner and, and managing director of Bentech, a lot of them said, you know, I want to work with you. You know, there were some, you know, saying, oh, let's set up Bentech this country or Bentech that country. And I said, well, better than that, keep your own identities and we'll still keep working together. Tell me what you need. I'll get it for you. And again, that's networking because I know the manufacturers as well. So I've worked with so many different manufacturers around the world that when the products um, are available, I can literally go back to the owners of the company and say, can I sell this product into this country? And if they say yes, then I just you know, make sure that the rep makes the same sort of margins that he needs to make to supply it, to support it and everything else. And they can have it on label. They can have it in the Bentec label. They can have it in the manufacturer's label. It doesn't matter. It's purely up to the purely up to the, um, the the whichever rep is selling the product. We started off with mainly uh, contacts that I'd worked with through Miratech, but even that's quickly expanded. And I've got distributors in many different countries in Europe and Canada and the US and China. And and basically, what they do is they promote products in our portfolio. But we also have sourcing, again, because of this network. If somebody came to me and said, I am looking for a product X, and if it's not currently in the Bentech portfolio, then I can contact the companies who make product X and say, I have an opportunity to sell this product in this country um, through this distributor. Are you happy to do it? And if they say, yeah, great, that's, that's good for us. I will try to get that line for the distributor, but alternatively, we will take the line and we will then subsell it for them and, and you know, we basically take a very small fee, which we get from the manufacturer. So the rep still gets the normal margin. So let me understand this. I mean, are you literally taking the sort of manufacturer's rep model that's in the United States and taking it outside of the US and support and, and supporting manufacturer's reps in the field in other parts of the world? Is that yeah, the idea? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, in, in most cases, obviously, COVID um, slowed a lot down. So we were very selective over what type of products we were selling into those territories because mm-hmm. every one of those manufacturers has got English-speaking engineers who could have flown in with the equipment, set it up, done the training, job done. Now, you cannot do that in um, a situation with COVID, of course. So we we would only sell equipment that we knew could be supported on site. That now is relaxing, and as as we are allowed to start bringing in engineers from the states or from or from Asia or wherever it might be, um, then our portfolio that we offer our distributors will get wider and wider. the The initial thing that we're trying to do at the moment is to make sure that when we have a customer, um, I mean, if we take customer X and he turns to a distributor that he's buying nearly all of his equipment from and says, "I want this product." And they have a product, but it's probably too expensive, as an example. And the customer has, well, yeah, yeah, I know it's a good machine, but I don't need to spend that. I just need one to do this. Mm-hmm. For that distributor, normally game over, finished. He's out of the frame. And he has to let a competitor come in right. and sell a product and make a relationship with his customer who never wanted to leave him. But what we offer is a way that he doesn't have to do that. If they want and they don't want to upset their existing supplier, we'll sell it to their customer as Bentec and then pay them a commission. So what we do is instead of one of their competitors coming in, we're a partner of theirs. We come in as they're our associate. And if in the future, this is really important, Trevor, if in the future that customer was to contact us and said, hey, Dave, really enjoyed the X machine I bought from you. Now I want to buy the Y machine. I want to buy it from you. That's okay. I will still pay the commission to the rep this is his right. customer in my eyes and it will always be and by doing that and by being square with the distributors and the reps they have no fear of Bentec. we're an ally we're their associate we're their partner and and by doing that it's starting now i mean literally we're getting inquiries all the time what are you doing how do you do it i've seen so and so selling your stuff you know so it's gradually picking up and it's different you know no one else yeah, does well, it yeah, very much so very much so well it sounds interesting, uh, Dave. Sounds like you've got a lot on your plate. Um, oh, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to catching up with you for a beer uh, sometime next week, uh, or the week, sorry, the week after next uh, over in Munich. Uh, but for now, I want to say thank you for coming in and giving us a, a little taste of, of what we can expect uh, from Bentec. Trevor, thank you very much, as always.